Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. We'll be doing a simulcast or, I guess, a game companion rather than a simulcast. Time. Uh, with me today is 40. Hey, guys. Oh, hey, Hamish is awesome. <laughs> not, not everyone's here yeah. at the moment. Unfortunately, we couldn't get everybody together, but we might as well do one. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to kick off with the with the kickoff um, of Paramount against Broncos, uh, three clash and Corp. And uh, we've got the Fox slash KO stream. So we're just going to start right at kickoff and we'll count you in three, two, play. Here we go. It's always interesting for me to. Sorry, my microphone dropping out. It's always interesting for me to see uh, where teams like to kick off as far as the preference for the prop. Um, I found historically they tend to kick away from Junior Paulo for whatever reason at Parramatta. Yeah, we seem to – there does seem to be a preference one side or the other. Good, strong, hard carries from uh, Junior Paulo there. Yeah, it's really great about that first set. You're taking the kick almost on the four opposition. I think plenty of intent from that first set, wasn't there? And they followed it up with some good intent defensively. Yeah, Reed Marnie making a real effort to be leading the line speed with uh, Nathan Brown. Yeah, uh, exactly. We found one of the talismanic defensive leaders out uh, with that suspension. Marnie certainly made a real attempt to step up and lead the line speed throughout this game. And um, it, it didn't go unnoticed as well. I think Sterlow was um, cited him as his best player on field this morning on the uh, the Sunday footy show. So, you know, very... My, my three pick. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he was right up. I mean, points were very fiercely contested on the 3-2-1 tally for this game, but he was right up there in contention for best on field for sure. Another player, Dylan Brown, who had a terrific game, um, did lots of work. And media in the um, fallout of the game being that Moses hadn't trained with the team up this week. Yeah, and so they, they'd given the Dylan that opportunity. Strike. That's right, he had that little um, calf issue. And they'd given Dylan the opportunity to lead the, well. the training and, and then lead this game, and he certainly sees it. He kept that under wraps really well. There was, I think, on social media, there was a momentary thing where he had that calf sleeve on and that sort of was sitting out in the gallery. But uh, they did a very good job as far as the media is concerned. Some light was um, light stepping there from Dylan Brown. Just couldn't find someone to link up with. That was a terrific set of um, footwork there. And two six seconds in this set. I don't think we get many more after that. No, we got that early flurry. And um, despite completely dominating the ruck, we didn't get another one. Another six again call after, which is just crazy to me. Although, having said that, I, I, the refereeing this game was pretty good. Yeah, not, not, not too many griefs uh, for me as far as the main man officiating here goes. It was a pretty clean game. I think that was one that I... Oh. So, big left foot step. If you recall quickly, with the tip. that's right. Our, our boy Bertie last week on the podcast tipped his man Murata for the FTS. And I can actually understand why this. I can understand why this went up as a no try because you look at the ref's vantage point from um, the posts, and it was a 
obscured by a Broncos defender and it looked like the ball was slipping out. But um, well done by Murata. Jared Sutton, too little faith. Yeah, but it is one of those things where, like, sort of on the side of the ball. Yeah, exactly. I remember, sorry, I was going to say, Semi used to have a uh, history of bouncing. Yes, and it always go up to the video ref because of it, yeah. You never want to put it down in two hands either. <laughs> no. One hand. It's the one hand. Oh, jeez. Yeah, blister with a rugby With a rugby background, it's pretty, um, I guess, different. They're always taught to two-hand put Yeah, it, it, that's a good point, actually. I suppose it's also the sevens, too, which is a little bit more flamboyant as well. So, But, um, yeah, blistering start from Parramatta. Get on the board within the first four minutes. And um, it, it was a big opportunity for Murata, as we were talking about on the podcast last week, with um, Nathan Brown out for two weeks. Um, he was always going to be in the team as a, as a fixture, Murata, whether it was bench or starter, but he's um, getting a real chance to showcase his goods in that starting role, and he certainly had a pretty good game, barring one little lapse, which um, comes up in the first half. Yeah, and that wasn't all on him either, I think. No. It a- yeah, it was a, just a case of the outside defenders getting too enthusiastic, and he got sort of marooned on the inside. So for those KO watchers, you can go watch the live instead of clicking into each game, and that way you can just watch it straight. Driven back a little bit there, Reg. Yeah, one of the few carries that on that night that he actually got pushed back a little bit because he was fantastic otherwise. Sean Lane got through a mountain. Yeah, he had that just sneaky, awesome game, didn't he? Sort of ended up with a try, obviously, but got through like 170 metres of work and just was, you know, all day going um, up through the line, working with Gufferson, working with Junior Paulo. Might have been a fortunate uh, strip call there. Yeah, that was a bit of a 50-50 call, but you, you take them where you can get them because um, historically Parramatta haven't had much luck of those calls, but it seems like fortune's a bit our way at the moment. But really, certainly hadn't lost a step in. Uh, no, flying through on support off the tap there. <laughs> he reckons he was off to the races, I'd say. Good run from Reg after getting turned back inside. So, very basic stuff from Parramatta here, which has been uh, sort of our go to, hasn't it, for the opening rounds where we'd be willing to get into that trench warfare and then sort of take our, um, take our opportunities as the game wore on. Lovely little kick from Dylan. Great short kick yeah. there. And good. That's right. Kicking gonna be as good as it's chase and um, make it putting in the yards there. With but the, yeah, going back to you, the forwards. Yeah, it's very much piston, isn't it? Up one side of the ruck, up the next yeah, side of the ruck. Yeah, just, just back, backing your guys to be better in the contact, and that's what um Junior and Reg have done so well in the first three rounds. And they've obviously been ably supported and, by the back rowers. And again, they want to prove themselves because you know Broncos Brisbane media. You know, this young pack, they're going to mm-hmm. smash everybody. They've smashed 
the first two teams that have gone up Cowboys with their much vaunted pack on paper with really on field and South are, are probably lacking in the middle of the bit. I, I can see the guys took that as a real challenge and went out. Yeah, I agree. Oh, really? Yeah, this, this is a nice little up, like a little short side play here. Just got bundled onto touch, so I, I like the intent there. And credit to Brisbane for getting Fergo onto touch, which is no easy feat. But um, that was a nice little um. Uh, I mean, we used to, we had a that was like a schoolboy move that we used to do, uh, sort of like Palmerston. We have the centre fade outside the back row, vice versa. But yeah, matter of a bit of footwork, nice little offload, and uh, yeah, just you know Milford, and then, and then who was it? The back row Glenn before he had his leg cut open. Yeah. Good job to get him into touch. But you'll see that right top, right side rate a couple, couple of different variations pays off. Yeah, and that that's that's one of our, our little pet plays, isn't it? We've got a couple of different looks as far as using the back rolls, the first ball player, or having um, Moses sweeping down that right edge. Or you'll have Gutho back side. Exactly. And this is actually this is a very good game to showcase the flexibility of our playmaking options because. We, we alluded to Mitchell Moses having that uh, calf injury that was keeping him from being 100%. So you get to see Clinton Gufferson and Junior Polo take on more predominant ball playing roles to support Dylan Brown and Reed Marnie. It was really nice. I've got this on mute at the moment. It's really not football without commentary. <laughs> Although the, I have to do have to say that the Fox commentary for this game, I thought Voss was fine, but um, the supporting cast was pretty ordinary. <laughs> Get when uh, old Captain Panther head <laughs> and Walter, he's yeah. a Queenslander that buys to sell. <laughs> yep, Gutho giving a bit of a smile there. Stag's got him. Sivo <laughs> <laughs> got a they certainly aimed up on Sivo to get three in a tackle every they, time um, he, got the ball. he got his bell rung in a couple of um, couple of sets as well. But yes, there was um, plenty of defensive intensity from the Broncos, regardless of the scoreline. They really aimed up for a while. Good run from Jennings there. And of course, yeah, Guffo, great out of, of course, Guffo's straight there to get in the dummy half. Classic work from Guffo. Not getting taken in his legs out that time. Yeah, it feels pretty good when you don't get chopped out from the kick, which has been a rare thing for Moses in recent times. So he actually was afforded a little bit of protection there. And Corey Oates Corey didn't Oates drop the ball. The yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Jesse Arthurs? I thought he was a bit unfairly lambasted in the Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, he was just a victim of the circumstance in this game. So Croft was the um the primary playmaking option for the Broncos in this game, and he obviously gets on the the scorers list at some point. But um, I don't know. I think Broncos again they just Milford seems so hit and miss. And here we go, Maker getting his bell rung. Now that that's a knockback, but I will credit the refs in that um they consist or the ref they consistently caught anything that was remotely knocked down or knocked back and knock on this game. So 
and across the weekend. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not too mad about that. Um, we had another call go against us with Takarang, I think it was, quite clearly knocking the ball back, but in a, in a right edge back eye move. But once again, it was called the same way against the Broncos once or twice. So no hard feelings there. As long as the refs are consistent in that interpretation, um, I'm not too mad about it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be so critical on Milford. You know, halves are generally as good as their forward pack. When you're getting out gained by a thousand metres, it's pretty hard. Yeah, that's something. true. At the end of the day, they were absolutely smashed on the ground. But um, it's it's just been an ongoing issue for Melbourne, Melbourne, Brisbane, as far as. But they've also shuffled him around and never had a controlling. Also, also so. a good point. So, I suppose their fans are just sick of um his huge contract sort of being a drain on their cap as far as the performance on the field, for a, for a variety of reasons, as you just pointed out. Not so much just the man himself, but the situation that he's in. Great tackle. That's a good tackle from... Yeah, Dylan just getting low and cutting him down. He is not afraid of the big forwards. Yeah, <laughs> the first took a wicked bad turn. At the last second, yeah. Now, we actually got robbed of a quick start here. He was off to the races, Guffo, and there was no reason for him not to be awarded the quick tap. So The referee said it was no try, but then had to hold it up and confer if he's touchies. Did that come off Murata's leg? Did he get a touch to it? I didn't. I didn't think so in real time, but I could be wrong about that. Okay, having a bit of a words to Corey. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with Brisbane, and you know, we don't want to give too too kudos to the enemy here, but um, their spine hasn't played together before. Their fullback Jermaine is like second call up. Jack yeah, Bird, true. Um, what this will be what the third cross coming back off an injury plus they were missing a couple of forwards but um, they're, they're certainly going to grow throughout the year I, it reminds me of us like a couple of years even in 2018 I mean yeah there is there is a they're very much a, a team that is growing especially in regards to that young forward pack um, yeah it'd be interesting to see how far they can go though because there's a lot of expectations on some of those players and you know the Broncos aren't a team that are you know Regularly missed the eight, so they'll be under some pressure to perform. Oh, I think Steve just gets burned a little bit there. Yeah, he just Dylan got he got, got got caught playing the feet and arm growing there, and then you had Dylan come across and give Guffo support. So two of our um, biggest competitors right there combining. Dillbag's got a bit more of the jersey. Yeah, and this is just a nice kick to force a line drop out. Virgo Safer's He's generally pretty good with his position. Yes, he is. Um, quite a savvy vet in that regards. Yeah. Bags just twist. Dill gets a, a hold of his jersey and sort of wriggles out. And that was Katoni's one shining spot in this game, I reckon. Corey Oates uh, passed on the bad juju to him. <laughs> That's a that's a fair guess, I'd say. <laughs> Good offload. Good tackle for me. Six again and it's us, probably fairly. Yeah, exactly. A bit of um 
a lay down there or a flop. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh we've got – that's one of the things as well. There's um a few guys that can lay down the wood in our forward back. And then you have Madison with the heads up play. That's um terrific, terrific football uh, savvy from Madison there. Good offload, Pergo. It's best when you don't have a good option. A very quick pace at this point. It seems to be end-to-end football, even though we've had the, the better of it. Another good carry from Murata. He's getting a lot more hang time on those kicks, isn't he, Moses? Sort of um, helping pin those opposition fullbacks deep inside their own red zone. Well, I think one big criticism from some other halves on the weekend is doing those in-between middle kicks. Yeah, exactly, which don't give you guys a chance. Especially in the Dragons yesterday. With oh, the God. Not big enough to give you a chase or a chip. Yeah, ready. <laughs> Good try. Good hustle. He's just short of um top end game speed. You can tell here, can't you? He hasn't really straight um straight out. <laughs> Not, the, not his best work there. <laughs> Remember there was that try that uh, Brad Radrick scored against, I think it was the Rabbitohs, that put me to the field. And you could just hear Sterlo saying, don't pass, don't pass. <laughs> That's what you just sort of think with. Sivo, do not pass. have to say Jennings was away. It was on. Yeah, it was on, but he just missed the mark. So that could have been at least a tackle count there, honestly. And this was a long oh, call, but I can't understand why they called it. Lucky. What did you think on that call as well? I thought it was the right call. Ends up being a big call in the context of the first half, which, as we see right now, yep. Yeah. So it's a bit lazy there. Yeah, outside pushed up too aggressively. Murata was a little bit too slow, and Croft just backs forth. 
I reckon Guffo would be cool if he himself got one too. Well, BI was certainly filthy about it in the press. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not the sort of try you want to leak. 40 meters out. Yeah. yeah. Just not pushing hard enough from the inside and then Meadow being caught ball watch. Well, it's a well-worked play because, play because you've got Haas is the one that, that the fact dummy's thrown to. So yeah, you can sort of understand why Maddo was... Exactly. Uh, line up the best player on the opposition team. Oh. There we go. Mike fall out a little bit there. You went a bit, a bit quieter. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Sorry, Alfie is so small. Yeah, yeah he, you know, you expect halfbacks to be on the shorter side, but Alfie is historically a very short halfback beyond all that. But um, obviously a very good player. But yeah, this would um, ultimately be the only points the Broncos scored. So, and, um, Yeah, I think they can be happy with their defense. But yeah, they, they really didn't challenge us much throughout the remainder of the game. Well, what was that stat? It was like 20, 20 or 25 minutes in the second half and they only had one play the ball in our half. That's, that's correct, yes. So between their own errors and Parramatta's enthusiasm and intensity and defence, they just got camped inside their own half. Uh, Jermaine Asako, for all his other faults, he's a pretty good goal kicker. Yeah, but... Street, uh, Patrick was really off. Yes, he um he really lost his radar at one point. You're right, but otherwise he's been very sharp off the kicking team. Yeah, first season, which I, was it 2017 or 2018? I want to say 2018, because did he have the second season slump last year? Is that what happened? Let's have a quick yugle of this. Jermaine Asako. Debuted in 2017, so I was wrong. There you go. Was it beginning? Was it the beginning of 17, or was that like? Did he just debut at the very end of it and then really played in? Around uh, 19, yeah. So at the back yeah. end of that season, and then he had his. So I think he ended up winning Rookie of the Year in 2018, maybe. Yep. Is it four four games? Is that right? It's three or four game cutoff. Yeah. But yeah, those six points that Parramatta conceded would be the end of points they conceded this half, or this half and the second half as well, sorry. And um, it led to a historical stat that, uh, was it Dan Ganane pointed out on Twitter? That um, the 14 points Parramatta's conceded throughout the first three rounds is the best um, in 31 years of recorded numbers. So Eels on pace defensively for a huge season, if they can keep it up. And I think well, that... have a good test. Yes, this week against Manly, or this coming week against Manly. Good pressure from Reedy. But uh, a player that we just pointed out before as far as the best player in Brisbane in Payne Haas, I think that numerically he had a pretty solid game against this, but if you watch his impact on the field, they did a very good job of bottling him up and preventing him from really taking over that middle third of the ruck. And they seem to get two, two players on him up top. That's right, like yeah. that third. That... that 
tackle just before where Reedy went down low on him. I thought they were lucky to get away with giving away another. Yeah, that the, the sort of tackles are going to be very interesting with this new interpretation as far as how they're going to court. Another good carry from Reagan. Takes us to just short of halfway, I believe. Yep. And big minutes for starting forwards too. Yes, they, um, I think Reg ended up coming off about the 27th or 28th minute and they left Junior on for the entire first half. So um, you can see BA really leveraging his um, best two props here in this game. But made easier to do it when you've got the line share. Yes, exactly. That, that might be a situational thing as far as moving forwards. If we have a sentence in, in possession and territory, he can lean on that. But in games where it's close, he might want to bring in those second rotation props, especially since you've got a guy like Kane Evans that's playing with a hot hand off the bench. Even Terrapo, but, but for his one. Yeah, but for that one cold drop. Um, yeah, he had a pretty good game otherwise. Bit of a – I, I wasn't like – Sorry, you go, Hamish? I was going to say it was just a, sort of like a strange – like, I know we're up at the end of it, but it was just a lot of forwards link passing. Mm. Fergo gets a bit handled there. Yeah, Fergo got worked there. <laughs> Don't see it too often, but, but credit. Good run from Maka there. Bit of redemption after getting belted a few times. Great footwork from the big man. Has possibly the best offload in the game at this point, I think, Junior. It's right up there. Just has so much quality and, and getting it away late and accurately. This could have been a reset. I don't, that, that really could have been a tackle count reset there. They got away with one. Not a bad play for Moses, but just, yeah, just shy. And credit to Osako, got, got there and um, defused it. Got on his bike. Obviously, Moses sort of playing a little bit of heads-up footy there on the back of a quick play, the ball on the last. Which you don't mind your arm, but your dominant playmakers taking those shots if they can see them. Well, he called for those two players in a row. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of raps, Carrigan, but didn't have a huge game against us. I think this is solid for us, 13. That's like any played half a dozen games. I think also the expectation of a neutral even for the number 13 role was very difficult to assess because it's such a loaded position in the NRL these days. There's so many good lock forwards. So it's kind of like being, ju- being just another guy as a lock forward is not the insult it could have been once upon a time because there's so much, so much talent in that position and it's a good run. Yeah, like when you talk about Nathan Brown and you say origin chances, you're like, well, there's just such a plethora. Yep, exactly. There are just so many back rollers pushing for those positions. Yeah, I think one back roller that might feel the pain of it this year would be Tyson Zell. Yes, I think he could be the um, victim of the struggles of the Dragons and his own struggles within that club as well. So a bit of luck there for Parramatta as Lane looks for that late flick offload around the corner, catches a hand from the Broncos, but we'll take it. Sort of nothing ventured, nothing gained here. 
Dill holding it right up. Yeah, he, I mean, it's part of the reason why Joey loves him so much that he digs right into the line and then, you know, can play late and play fast. Copped a couple of threes. Yeah, he ha- yes, he has, yeah. <laughs> He's been rattled a couple of times. And he's... Was that in the trial against Penrith? Yes, he got absolutely murdered. And took, yeah. Took the hit up off the ensuing scrum. That's right. Big run for Matter there as they turn him in, inside to, um, two or three passes wide from the scrum win. Yeah, real workmanlike by this game. Mm-hmm. And Reed having a nice little dig there, very close, keeping those markers honest now. Yeah, that's the third six again. There we go. So that, I think that's our third and last six again call for this game. But, you know, I'm not so against it because set the tone early and I don't think like either team got as good as they got. It wasn't so. Yeah, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from as far as the, the ruck infringements weren't particularly egregious for the remainder of the game. So the game flowed pretty well by and large. I think that was a criticism of Storm and, and Raiders last night. It was like, yeah, the ruck was a lot more messy, but both teams were doing the exact same shit. So yeah. Really, uh, Good run from Wonga. Slow there, Wonga. Kick hits. Oh. Yeah, just <laughs> hit the hit the post and didn't take the right bounce for us. But um, Jamil Hopawato cleaning up there. He didn't have a great game, unfortunately. <laughs> there was a few errors in his game after that one saving uh, grace there. You have to say, for, for God, I'm defending him way too much, but <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, he's only had half a dozen games if that. Right? Even though he's had a long sort of history in feeder. You're um, you're about to tear off your um blue and gold jersey for that brown and gold, mate. <laughs> but yeah, the main I don't want to say they're a likable team, the Broncos, but I. I you know, I, I do enjoy watching Payne Haas and David Fafita go about doing their business. There are um, two very exciting young um, talents in the Ford pack. So there is um, reason to be interested in the Broncos, I think. And as a young team that's growing, there's, they're, they're certainly not the big bad boogeyman that they once were as far as a, a superpower in the NRL. As we see, um, the Eels directing a lot of traffic down their left edge here. Go where the points are. Yep. St. Evans. Evans with hair, it's a, it's always an interesting um, look. I'm so used to him having that um, shaven crown. But you can really see his Fijian heritage when he has that hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he definitely looks more Fijian with that, with the fuzz on top. I agree. He was running on the last here, bit of early ball for Michael Jennings, shimmy shimmy whoop, and then make a save off the magic. What was your reaction in lifetime? I was, I don't know. I, I thought he got it just because Jennings, um, Jennings was the, the indicator for me. He um, was um, immediately convinced that Seville got it. And you, then you see this replay and Jennings is right in the position to see it. And yeah. So well done to the big man there. That's not an easy finish. I know we sort of take it for granted what wingers can do these days, but he had very little room to work with there and um, did everything he had to do. Gray guys holding the ball up just. And, um, yeah, it really, Michael Jennings had a terrific game. And this was just um, one of the, the crowning moments here. 
shimmy shimmy that's it and then got the winger in and thank you very much but you can see stags was caught out of position he was too far up yes it wasn't a um set to that's right. And so it gave Jennings the luxury of getting the winger to come in to have to guard his threat to the try line, which created the space for Sebo. And it's a criticism that hasn't really been picked up in mainstream NRL analysis, but his defence, because people are calling Stags for origin, calm down. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously an, he's an absolutely exciting prospect and someone that you want to see keep doing well in, in regards to New South Wales, but... Like you said, defensively he's been caught out more than a few times now, and at Origin, you can't you don't have the luxury of that. You know, oftentimes you see terrific defenders picked in the centres rather than the attacking counterparts because defence is so important in that uh, position out wide. So Moses extends his um, kicking streak at this point. Unfortunately, it comes undone shortly, but he um, ends up only missing one in this game. Still at a hundred. For the season. That's right. Slick. Yeah, Three just getting it across. That's right. The old live ladder predictions right there. Ken Evans, good hit up off the restart, gets to the 20 middle. Yeah, whenever you get this past. That... So I was going to say, BA would be really pleased about our sets after. That's right, yeah, completing those sets after points. Terrific run from Wonga Blake there. Um, yes, one of the ways that we have traditionally let ourselves down is after points, giving away cheap possession or you know, not going on with the job. And that's something that wasn't an issue on Thursday night. As we see Junior Polo carrying defenders for a good 15 metres. Hey, uh, Mr. Lodge, he's a B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> he, um, he's certainly been found out against Parramatta a couple of times in the last season and a half. 67 metres off the, off the kickoff set. Dylan Brown chasing his halves kick. That's uh, just perfect footy right there. Good take by Ozaka. Yes, and credit to Ozaka here. Oh, jeez. And that this is the continuation of those consistent calls we're talking about as far as um, Makasivo losing the ball earlier. And you saw this shot here where the ball pops up and the, um, the referee has caught it and knock on. Was it uh, Dylan went low here, but who was the one that popped it? Is it Jennings? Might have been Jennings. It feels... Oh, no, Reedy. Reedy got the arm in there. That's right, yeah. So how's the feeling of the, the nervousness in your stomach watching the game live? Was that nice to come back? <laughs> I um I w- I felt pretty comfortable throughout this game. Um, I just I feel like the matchup against the Broncos just favours us. I know that we um we went fifth like in the regular season we went one and one last year, but it could have been easily been two and zero our way um, before we end up you know pumping them. Oh, as Wonga rolls over the ball there, um, as we yeah, probably a lucky call. Yeah. Um, but we end up pumping in the finals. But yeah, I just feel for whatever reason, I, we're, we're similar teams in terms of play style, but I think Parramatta just do their thing better than the Broncos do. 
So, um, you know, I always feel like we have a real chance of running away with it against them. And here's what you're talking about earlier, the piston. Yeah. Try on. Carapos on the field now. Wasn't that variation? So, um, oh. forward. It was, and this is a this is one of those line ball calls. You see it let go, you see it called, and it's just um, you know game the game sort of deal. So I wasn't too upset about this. Garfo's not. He's like, yeah, it went backwards. It went backwards. Yeah, I, I'm going to say it's just forward. He needed to turn his hip just a little bit more to get it going. And like I was saying, you, you do see those calls get let go. You know, Darius Boyd made a career out of that sort of pass, but you can't be too mad that it was called. So, um, really nice structure there. Um, we had the Broncos short. And if the execution is just a little bit cleaner, that's an easy four-pointer. Although I didn't like seeing Maker go to the dead ball line like that. Please put it down before the dead ball line. Uh. Also variations on their left side play. Yes, and that, that's the thing. is They set it up. They've, they've worked the, uh, the defensive lane there, and he was obviously a primary threat, um, as the Broncos might have gotten away with a little drop there maybe in the way that Moanga did just a set before. So with one with one um one less set of eyes in the field, you can sort of forgive the refs for missing the odd error here and there, because it's not easy. Um, if anyone's ever ref before, there's a lot of shit that happens on the field. That's um good cover defense from Kane Evans there. The little outside inside play behind the ruck, and he had to get through the I think it was the the dummy half there or the the play the ball. Sorry. Melbourne Storm special play. Yes, that they that's their bread and butter for years with the old um Smith Cronk Slater connection. Uh, we mentioned this, did we, in the podcast, Wonga's 100th game. So a nice little benchmark for him. He had a fair game as well. As we see, the Broncos aiming up a little bit this set. Nice laid off load. Yep. And, of course, Guffo backing up, as always. Another oh, offload. That just, it just breaks the back, doesn't it, when you start getting two or three defenders in around the middle to take on these big men and they're just consistently getting good quality second phase ball away. Penny with a little yeah, bit of um, there to try to get the ball, yeah. Yeah, like the I mean we, we pick on him a fair bit, but that was nice clean ball playing from Penny there. And this is well look at the hands from Sean Lane there. That is just pure talent. And a great little kick around the corner there from Matt uh, Matto from Guffo off the wrong foot to get it in behind Asako and give his guys a chance for the line dropout. Just um champagne footy right there. Jennings, it's maybe a couple of years younger, he might have got past. He would have, I reckon, yes. If it was a couple of years ago, he would have fancied his chances there. Yeah, he gets that little sort of banana grubber kick in there. And, oh, a little fumble there from Jesse Arthurs, but he gets into it and Sebo's there to touch him down. Murta. With the old um, Mocachino haircut, him and Dill. Three dropouts to one. Yeah, you can just see the Eels just strangling the Broncos out of this game. The scoreline's only 12-6, so they're obviously well off in reaching distance, but the Eels just all over them here. Junior Polo surging through another good 12-15 metre carry. Terrapo again. Yeah, the, you know, Penny being used as that secondary face man there to find the outside options. So the Eels sort of showing some interesting little foibles to their different attacking looks here. And um, as we mentioned before, they've got a, a very talented one six seven nine, but they've got some genuine options outside of that 
which is what makes them, I think, such a scary matchup for a lot of defenses. Oh, yeah, just I I like the intent, but he didn't give Junior much of a chance there. But he, he then does give the big hip toss to Lodge <laughs> as <laughs> as Moses stamps his authority on the big man. Oh, you got you got to go after that poor Jamil. You can't just stand there looking at it. So, yeah, the Eels, benefactors of a few brain lapses from Brisbane, obviously. As we um, wind down the first half, three and a half, three and a half, three and three minutes, 50 seconds, sorry, left. He's a stockier bloke, isn't he? Yeah, he, he definitely is um, stockier than his big brother. So the the second eldest son there, Jimmy. Oh, Fergo. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's got to have one a game, doesn't he? He, he? he is, yeah, good for about one a game, maybe slight, like 0.88 a per game when you break it down, but yes. Uh, yeah, and Darius just got low here, but it wasn't really the issue. Fergo got over him and then, yeah, just hit the ground with the ball-carrying arm and it popped out. <laughs> Not happy if it fair enough. I, I missed it both on this and in the on the um original cast when Alex Gwen ended up getting that real nasty gash. Yeah, I didn't Yeah, because nothing really jumped out as far as the coverage is concerned. But um it went right down to the bone, so he went to the hospital from the game. Yeah, beyond have to wait for it to heal if it's a cut of that severity. Exactly. He'd be, um, depending on any ligaments or whatnot that got damaged too. So um, we've got to worry about infections and whatnot. But I was going to say quarantine anyway. If he's going to a hospital, that would yes. put him outside the... That's right. He might end up having problem. to go through that. The, the What's it called? The, the COVID procedures again. That's right. As we um, see Reed Money involved very heavily in this set in defense. Wonga pushing up there, cutting off the outside options. Milford got hit after he threw that <laughs> yeah. ball. Well, at- uh, so the Eels playing good up and in and then slide defense there. Um, Brisbane looking to sort of throw that big loopy cutout pass, but the Eels scrambling well. Although there was a, a reset of the tackle count on the last. So Brisbane get a shot before half time. I hate, oh God, that's just sloppy. Oh, I always hate that play when you just telegraph it to a, a forward back on the inside like that. Reed Barney cutting down Matt Lodge. It's going to have nightmares of Mitch Moses and Reed Barney after this game. And Darius, oh, that, the Milford one's fair enough. That took a real nasty kick, but you got to score that one. That's just a, a criminal misplay. Nice little left we'll grubber from Milford. Um, something we'll have to work on back from there. 
Yeah, we were a little bit – I mean, it, it is one of the most dangerous options in the red zone as far as trying to defend it. But, yes, we do have to work on our, our grubber defense a little bit because the uh, the Broncos had two opportunities to score off it and didn't quite get it over the line. As it were, we got over the line, couldn't quite get it down. More second-phase play here from Parramatta as they venture their arms of under 30 seconds left. Could have been a reset of the tackle count there for all it's worth with 15 seconds left. I think Matt, I was playing for it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of times they are, but, oh, Jennings just can't beat. He's out some beat, uh, sorry, I was about to say Zarko, that's not right. Beat Stags, and then he flings the ball to Sivo, which can't be reeled in, and that'll bring an end to the first half. Dylan bleeding a little bit, it looks like there. All right, do we want to head over to half two? Yes, uh, I have to go find my second half marker. Because unfortunately the Fox coverage includes the halftime show. I haven't truncated the DNR. bloody big companies pretending they give a shit about anybody. Yeah, it's a, it's a popular thing, isn't it? Playing the um the sympathy card in these time, you know, everyone's struggling. So we're here for you. Okay, I've got the players back on the field. Okay, when you're ready, um. Sorry, I'm still. Whilst Ko says half the second. Yeah, <laughs> loose interpretation of it. Out. Yeah. Whoever did the stamp. Well. <laughs> right. You ready? I've got yeah, I'm just about to kick off. That's right. Three, two, one, play. There we go. Kick off. So Lodge gets us back on the way. Met strongly by a couple of back rolls there. Oh, Kane Evans and Madison, I suppose. They're big enough to be back rolls. Come. <laughs> there you are. Oh. Kevin's coming up. Yeah, just um, did a good job there, not you know overcommitting and giving away a penalty for a high shot. Just wrapped them up around the chest nicely. So Broncos end up fighting up to halfway in their first set, but. See how the eels counterpunch here. Bit of a nothing kick. Great to have a full, but isn't it great just to have a fullback to uh, sit there and you've got all the um, confidence in the world that he'll be able to take any? Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Um, you, you watch some of the other guys going around, and whether they get ragdolled and their kick returns like Dufty and, and and how Bevan French used to and whatnot, or if they're just not reliable under the high ball. It, um, you know, having your heart in your mouth every time it goes up is not a good feeling. And Guffo is just such, you know, 
literally the embodiment of safer, safer houses, isn't he? As he gets involved here for a nice little run after a Kane Evans offload. You remember that game that we had against the year after they won the Premiership? It was the game that Gus said they just can't, they don't look like they're going to lose. They just can't lose. <laughs> but we beat them. Yeah. Popper Wadi under the high ball. He yes. Yeah. Like that meme of the dog in bloody Vietnam. <laughs> Every time the eyeball went up. Big switch of play here. Get the Dylan who goes up. The kick just doesn't quite have enough legs here. But still pins him. Yeah. If you just give it a save, a bit, a bit of a chance to get under it there. But yeah, not, not a terrible result when it's all said and done. Broncos working it from 10 metres off their line. Oh, <laughs> Junior and Terrapo combining there. Good shot. And you can just see the defensive intensity from the Eels is just above what, even though Brisbane didn't defend badly, it's above what Brisbane's bringing. There's more sting in the hits. There's more line speed. I know there's accusations of, um, as Jamil makes another mistake, there's accusations of the Eels being offside and whatnot, but you, know, you can only play to what the ref gives you. And again, I think both teams gave as good as that. Yeah, I think that's a, probably a fair summation of everything as well. Like I said, both teams gave as good as they can get. As we you know, see the Eels work towards the posts with Penny. And it's always heart and mouth moment in these sort of situations with Penny, but he holds on to it. And um, this is something I really like. Two passes wide, Junior Polo is the uh, sort of 5'8", as it were. And um, it really causes defenders to freeze because of the threat he presents as a, you know, a mountainous human being that can move. And Guffo just slices through. And the front one replay really doesn't do Katoni Staggs any favours here. <laughs> he um, immediately checks off of Guffo and leaves it to his inside man, even though they're man-to-man. Yeah, well, they had the three on three on two. Yeah, but, you, you know, you've got to play the ball player, right? <laughs> the guy, he's the only one that can score in the immediate sort of um, vicinity. And uh, Staggs just immediately checks off there and, and slides and gives Guffo a saloon passage to the try line. So ideal start to the second half of the Eels. But again, another variation on that left side raid. Yes, you know, just so many different looks. We've used Sean, we've used Sean. Sorry, dropped out there. Just saying we are, we've used Sean Lane as a primary ball player down there, obviously Dylan Brown and now Junior Paula. So it's hard, you know, for the, for the defense when you're throwing so many different looks at them. And Gutho as well, who threw that out. Yes, exactly. Probably Another player, Gutherson, exactly. So should have, should have probably not forgotten him. <laughs> yeah, probably why one of the stag slides out. And generally, your inside mesh should be working hard to come across. So I'm not going to put that all. Yeah, it's not completely on stags, but yeah, he, he he sort of misdiagnosed the situation in his um, first read, and that's what caught him, you know, helped open the passage to the trial line for Gutho as Mitch just pumps it in the inside of the posts. So thus comes an end to the streak. Not happy about it, as you can see, as he's running back. Yeah, the Broncos just you. you saw about three defenders converge on Junior and then have to peel. Yeah, not bad for an overrated player, old guffer. <laughs> what was he, 260-odd metres? About, about that, yeah. I think NRL.com had him booked for about 250 or something like that. So um, pretty solid effort for Guffo as the, um, the competition got back underway. Good run. 
as you're as you're saying earlier, any sort of kickoff return that gets out past the twenty really lays the foundation for a strong set. And the Eels consistently got past the twenty this game. Hard running ten meters each set. Yeah. Uh, sorry, hit. And of course, Junior Polo get another touch as he powers into the Broncos half. And then this is a yeah, this was a real sign that Reed was back to his best, wasn't it? Just absolutely born a string sort of play. And a Wonga Blake chase there forces line dropout as he um, bumps Corey Oates into the rolling ball. Bit of controversy. Bit of controversy here. One, I don't think Sutton should be telling Broncos. Yes, um, I, I agree. As far as win. that that is beyond the scope of his refereeing responsibilities to inform them that they'll be wasting a challenge because it's the Broncos' prerogative to waste a challenge if they want to contest a, a call. But I think here it glances his right shin as his left foot is over. That was my view of it. Uh, if, but they changed the rules on that. If you do that, it's deemed to be a line dropout, I believe. Once upon a time, you could do that, but um, it was amended. Kane Evans getting this back underway. One-two punch with Junior Paulo, who is just unstoppable. Broncos just good run. Yeah, just they're all at sea here. It's on for all money, but a good defense from Milford. So this is a real phase of the game where the Eels had a lot of opportunities, just couldn't quite crack them. Um, credit to the Broncos for holding on, but there's also an element of the Parramatta mistakes trying to push the ball a little bit. At the same time, though, this just completely gassed the Broncos. The Eels just so aggressively moving the ball. <laughs> so, oh, <no. laughs> so so aggressively moving the ball at will right until that moment where Penny drops it cold. Oh. But you see yeah, the replay here, Junior Polo, three men on him, just slips a quality offload. Now, that just breaks the back of defenses when you've got three of your big guys trying to pull down you know, a human mountain and he still gets the ball away meaning that you have to scramble out wide to chase it down. Not great from Penny there. <laughs> no, it's not a good look from Penny when he gets turned inside, regulation inside ball to settle it in front of the post and drops it cold. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's just got that concentration drop in him, hasn't he? So you yeah, see, that's a concentration drop. There's there. a, yeah, another concentration moment there. As Staggs is caught not stepping over the ball correctly. Using his foot to get the ball raked backwards. Pushed it forward. If he re-taps that again. That was what the commentary was inferring, that if he'd, he'd made a second attempt and played it backwards, it would have been play on. So I, would have, I wouldn't have been too upset by that if he'd actually had a second strike at it and got it backwards. But um, because he stepped over it without making the attempt, evidently that's what caused the culmination of the turnover. The Eels actually had a few different... Now, I wasn't sure if that was a one-on-one strip, but they were happy if it in real time. But um, the Eels um, threw a few different scrum looks in this game at the Broncos. We um, used some wingers, some centers, some back rowers. Yeah, there was good variation. It wasn't just center hit up. Yeah. <laughs> some more swarming well, defense here. Goes straight through. And um, I think uh, I've got a newfound appreciation for Parramatta's set uh, set play defense after watching the Tigers 
and the Sharks go at it last night. Uh, for those that missed it, David Nofaluma scoring one of the most embarrassingly easy tries of all time off a line dropout. Yeah, Dugan was not good. Uh, did you see the look that Wade Graham gave to his outside men? <laughs> uh, disgust. Oh, uh, it was, yeah, just pure, unfiltered disgust. I think uh, Chad Townsend was one of the players that drew that ire. A bit of arm grabbing there. And, of course, there was the um, Brian Kelly try on Friday night. <laughs> he did a little 360 uh, rope-a-dope sort of move. Freddie um, was talking about that. On yeah, he was. Just, I always tried to do it and never could do it. Uh, it's going to be my greatest moment of state of origin. <laughs> Got bundled into touch. <laughs> That's really what should happen, isn't it? Yes, I agree. As we see, Wanga Blake come through the middle here and throw a good offload. So just Eels literally putting their hands up and queuing up here to put Broncos on the back foot. In our last game companion, previous matchup against Broncos, we were talking about Wonga fanging. Yeah, he was absolutely starving for a try in that game. Oh, came so close so many times. Certainly put in for it here. And here again, this variation on the left yep. side, they just have a few too many numbers, but it still gets a result. Yes, and just the pressure put psychologically on the opposition team. The the fact that you have to respect the uh, the ability to run on the last, just like on the drop of a dime. And uh, as we see, Madison sort of engineer a result here of a nice kick as well. Part of the um, value that he brings as a big man with some um, playmaking skills. Played in the halves in uh, Jersey Flake. Yep, and uh, I think he's um, filled in for the Tigers at times when injuries called um, for that same reason. That's well, his initially moved away from Parramatta to play 5-8. That, that was, yes, the, the, for Greener Pastures to play in the halves and then got the same message at the Roosters that the Eels were trying to drill into him that he's you know, got a future in the back row rather the halves and he's now a borderline rep caliber back row, so it worked out pretty well for him. A differential penalty here. And um, you see people wondering why Reed wears the headgear. If you've seen the poor bastard's ears, you understand why. <laughs> he's got the old um, rugby union-esque cauliflower ears. So he's doing what he can to limit further damage to those um, uh, roughed up tops of his ears. Well, the, the moniker of a terrier is well worn if you have seen some of those spawning dogs with their nipped ears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, here we see the Eels just keep it very simple to set and look to just you know, out, out muscle the Broncos and they go real close a couple of times. I think this is like a, just a very direct message that we, we are better than you. Five. Yeah. Five players on. That, that, our, that our pack is better than you and we're going to get over, you know, over top. And, you know, the Broncos man up quite well, but geez, it took everything they had to keep the Eels out here. And I'm the one who was fanging for a try in this game, Rich. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, oh, and that, that's been such a go-to play there with that Sean Lane offload. Late at the try line, it's been so devastating for both Jennings and uh, Dylan, as you see, sort of 2009-esque Jared Hayne right there with those steps. <laughs> yeah, Maddo's just taking a second to recover from that. Could have been a reset of the tackle count right there as well. Definitely playing for it, but um, and a nice, nice little kick here gets a result. Again, another very on that left side with a kick. This yep, yeah, and it's great because when you when the opposition teams put this on tape, it's so hard to defend because you're showing the same same move 
but you know, three or four different variations of it, and it's kind of hard to to really pin down how you want to defend the general structure of that attacking shape. I was just going to say back to that first hit up, Sean Lane um, off the um, scrum penalty. Uh, Broncos a bit pedestrian getting off their lawn. Yep. Yeah, that's where you can just see the um, the concentration lapses, the fatigue sort of issues as Reg goes so close again. <laughs> uh, for two guys that um, really went at it when they were at different clubs, Reed has given Reg every chance here. So Dylan not putting his outside men in a worse position, just taking the tackle. And unfortunately, Junior, yeah. He had the other area earlier, which is probably more better attributed to Mitch Moses. And here, this was just a, a pure fatigue drop, I think. As um, you look at the replay, Ken Evans put that right in the bread basket. Yeah. That was not on the other Fijian boy there in Kane. Junior just not quite been able to bring that in. A rare blemish on an otherwise outstanding individual performance. So 16-6 with uh, 25 minutes to go in the second half. The Eels have a few um, points to rack up uh, before the game's done. And it's, it's interesting. I think this is, once again, a reflection of their philosophy that they've showed in 2020 so far. And we talked about it where they're willing to go, you know, blow for blow, hammer and tongs through the middle and take what opportunities present themselves second phase-wise, but not try and force the issue until they've won the, the ascendancy through the middle and, and won the fatigue battle. As you see, Payne Haas pulled down by three eels, including that, uh, Kane, sorry, it's Kane Evans, Stone not on yet. And this one's coming back. Which is fair enough given the, the call on the Gufferson pass in the first half. So once again, credit to the referee and the touch judges for the consistency of the call. Yeah, that was about the same as a Guffo pass, I'd say, maybe even marginally more forwards. Wonga loves it in the background. He's all about that call. <laughs> so we see the um, infographic for the Eels run through the next five games. Manly, Penrith, the Roosters, the Raiders, and the Cowboys. Be um, one of the real big tests of the revised draw for them.
Hallo? Am I back, Hamish? Yep. Okay, there we are. Sorry about that. I think it was a, a Discord error there. Terrible internet, although gigabit internet. I wonder how much they're going to charge for that. Yeah, so um, oh, it turns out we've both been talking to ourselves because I had a Discord error there, which is a bit unfortunate. So it was about five minutes. Yeah. So um, I was just yeah, I was just talking about some of the stuff we'd already covered, and then we saw this sort of little infographic about the Parramatta's uh, upcoming five fixtures, which will be a real tough stretch, uh, a real test of um, where the team's at as far as playing the Raiders and the Roosters and whatnot. Yeah, I think they'll treat it as that as a test for each team that they come in and play. They'll say, "Well, it was only that." Yeah, it was only that team. exactly. And up until that point, it'll be yeah, but they haven't played X, they haven't played Y. See, well, I don't know what you were doing there. Yeah, playing for the penalty, unfortunately. Um, you know, it would have been a long shot for him to get there in the first place, but he gave himself no chance by doing that. Not a good kick. No. Was that our only seven tackle that we gave away? I I want to say yes. Because I don't think we kicked it dead at any point. Is um the is the uh, Katoni Stags high shot coming up here? Is that where it happens? No. Okay, it's later on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so just manages to hold on there. Good run, also some strong defense in terms of um, the contact there. Payne Haas, you know, good player. Eels staying man to man here. Dylan Brown coming across beautifully, supporting Jennings. He gets a boot to the face there, Jenko. Oh, that is how you, is off the how you doing plum play from dummy half there. And, jeez, Wonga does skirt a fine line when it comes to those escort plays as well, it needs to be said. And he comes in and gets involved with the second tackle carry. As the uh, Eels do it pretty tough, this set, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Brisbane sort of marking, marking up, making him work hard. He doesn't deviate from his line, though. Yes, that's a good, that is a good point as far as he holds his line. And that's um, one of the things that probably gets him the rest. Good graces. Yeah, like it's a clear shepherd. You know what the intent is. But. Yeah. <laughs> Kicking from the 30-meter line, that's about the first time. Yeah, pretty much the worst set the Eels have all game. And it still has a, a Not good, a bad bomb, though. No, uh, Moses really gives some um, some uh, pepper to that kick and, and drives it downfield. Raymond Stone. Yeah. The, uh, the big bad, well, I suppose big's probably not the right word for him, but he's um, definitely got an element of a forcer to him. As we'll see in this game, he knocks a few Broncos on their backsides. And Murata back on as well. Yep, so the Eels ringing in some changes here in the final quarter. 
<laughs> just no. And yep. Sevo pops the ball out. Dylan scoops it, and here we see a little bit of foul play. Ooh. Yeah, not a, not a good look. Sarko looking to make up for the error. But um, he's up for Stag. two weeks, I think it is. I think the initial. Uh, Stag's not a sucker. But, oh, um, sorry. That's not a sucker. Keep saying, yeah, Stag's got 20 Stag's. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's two two weeks if he challenges it, one week if he doesn't, which I think is fair. Yeah, I've, I'd say you take the, the plea here. Oh. The fact yeah, he comes to the blind, he comes to the blind side is not a good look, and a little bit of extra um, curricular stuff there. It doesn't help his case either. So you can see frustrations boiling over though, for a pretty lackluster individual game from Stags as the um, Eels now look to press their advantage. Being hit. Yeah, as um, if Ham was joining us on the podcast this week, he would have been very proud of that. And oh, <laughs> this is this is a sign of where oh, the Broncos Reg. are at. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> screaming. I was over on touch, damn it. Uh, but all been back and sees that getting scored anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the big man backing up there. He was over on touched. Uh, and instead, Janko scores. I think it was his, is it 146, 148 for try in the NRL? <laughs> 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 I was off the nudie list, damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, but, um, yeah, he's been close this season so far, hasn't he, Red? He's, he's been right there every game, I reckon. Just hasn't been able to get over yet. <laughs> An old man Jennings still got some spring, um, spring in those steps, eh? I'm about to say another variation on that left side play, but I don't think that was one of the, the ones in the playbook. <laughs> no, that's a yeah, Jennings. You see, got something in the middle. Yeah, go get it. <laughs> As um, he takes Turpin for a ride there, carries him for a good four. Goodness, knocking my microphone everywhere. And you see the walk back here. Reg will have a, a chat. <laughs> 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 uh, I reckon there's more than a few larrikins in this team and you'll see Wonga Blake lighten it up a little bit later in the game having a good moment most points 30 he gives out that a couple of times before this game's over And um, this game sees, I mean, barring something insane happening in the remainder of the few fixtures left today, the Eels should finish around with the best attack and best defense after three weeks. The look on his face as he throws the dummy. Oh. <laughs> yes, give it a smack. And this is something that we were discussing the other day between my, yourself and I about uh, Jennings' legacy as far as between the Penrith Panthers, the Sydney Roosters, and the Parramatta Eels, um, how he's going to be remembered because he spent a lot of time almost equally between the three, uh, the three different clubs, obviously winning the premiership with the Roosters. I think it was, what, five or six years, with three years. With yeah, three years of the Roosters. Years. I think it was six or so years of the Panthers, and it's... Uh, about one short now of the Eels. So if he ends up playing two, he's contracted for another year. 
if he gets two full seasons plus finals out of um those two seasons, he'll be uh I think most capped as an eel, which would be pretty crazy considering twenty attempts. Yeah, just shy. Yeah, you are. I, I always thought of him as a Panther. Yeah, and like historically, you'd, you'd think because you know he was always in the, the that black jersey and you know played Origin as a Panther and whatnot. But um, well, if he ends up tackle from Moses, sir. that was a good Great. tackle. If he ends up winning and the winning it all at Parramatta, it'd be a pretty good case for being a uh, arguably an eel. So definitely one one thing to monitor in the next two years if we can go all the way with Jenko at the helm. Yeah, I just want like I know that it's not in the same caliber of play, but. Peyton Manning, you know, is always thought of as a cult, even though. What- yeah, that, that that actually is a good comparison. Um, you know, he goes on and um, has historically his greatest year in 2013 um, offensively, um, and then goes on to win the title in 2015, where he was, you know, carried by a defense. But like you said, he's remembered as a cult more than a Bronco, despite winning one title both uh, both franchises. As the Broncos muscle up here and knock. Not so back. Side, wouldn't you hate to be the third Manning brother? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's what you like to see from Sevo here as he gets really into it. There again, like look at those completions, 73 and 58. 73 is it's not that great, to be honest. Mm. But 58. Bit high there. Yes, they do. They do venture a little bit high here. That's what happens. Fatigue. No, no malice. No, exactly. Like you're saying, that's a, a pure fatigue error on defense there. Oh, so, one. so yeah. And I I'm, think we've cracked the code. If there's no uh, fans at the game, <laughs> then it can't be a penalty Broncos. That they're not. <laughs> Um, and the Eels would ultimately only concede the one penalty, which drew some ire from um, Broncos fans and neutrals alike. But um, I think watching this replay, you can see they were quite disciplined as um, Dylan Brown has another dangerous sortie through the middle. Yeah, they were very clean in the run. Yes. And um, I think our, our play to ball speed on average was like a full second slower than the Broncos, despite the dominance in the ruck. So it sort of that sort of leaned towards us, you know, giving the Broncos more space to get up and play the ball. Yeah, something. Yeah, right. Yes, night train right lane. <laughs> Just crashes over. Short ball from Guffo. What's with the head? <laughs> the little static hair, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Pineapple top. Uh. I like that he goes down and secures it with that second hand as well. Um, took away any sort of risk of the ball being popped out by a defender coming across. And um, unfortunately... um. Katoni <laughs> getting worked over again here. Oh. Stags for a ride. Yeah, he? he does. Says, "Come with me. I'm going to the trial line, baby." Oh, big contact. That's the one thing about Lane is that um, obviously he's nearly two meters tall, but he he really hasn't got a lanky frame, hasn't he? He's deceptively built. Um, you know, he's not like a a, a freak like Sonny Bill Williams or something like that, but. Um, he's very well proportioned for that uh, 198 centimetres that he's got, and it makes him very hard to stop in those situations. Chicken. Is that... Um... Yeah, another variation on that left edge. They ran that short play with Lane. 
twice earlier tonight, and um, they managed to stop him the previous one try line, but this time not. It's on a little bit of a beaker haircut there for Laney. The um, the front's staying down though, but the rest of it's a little bit like um beaker from Sesame Street popping up at the top. <laughs> I can't say much. I gave myself a nice haircut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got, I do have to um trim the top as well at some point. <laughs> Um, one player that you can tell um, spent their time in ISO not shaving was um, Cam Smith. Um, yeah. Jeez, he's got the uh, the old uh, Bushman's beard now at the moment. Taking the aura away, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He's got the, the Ryan Fitzpatrick, really, when I went for the NFL followers. <laughs> the big Bushman beard. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Right, I've got to step away just for half a second. No worries. Picked a good time with a kickoff coming. <clears throat> As we see replays of Lane crashing over for about the 50th time. <sighs> Mirada getting us back underway. <laughs> As we um, catch the background noise from um, Hamish's place. And um, Tacker's on now, carries the ball up for the second. So 12 and a half minutes left as Eels looking to just grind out the win here. One more try left to score. Probably got away for forward pass there from Reed as he gets a little bit sloppy to Sean Lane. Oh, Raymond Stone, rather. But another clinical kick puts the Broncos right in the back foot. And the chase from Moses and Madison does the job. So Gillard off Takarangi on is how that interchange played out. Sorry, and you can probably hear the family just go home. Yeah, we um we heard the one of the youngins just a little bit, so not too disruptive. That's fine. Just uh. Walked through the set there. It was pretty um pretty simple for the Eels. They drove it deep. And a good chase from Moses and Madison pinned them within the uh, the red zone. As we said, their uh, sets after. Yeah, and it just it shows you the power of a good kicking game and a good kick chase, which is um, one of the things we did so well in 2017. Um, it just it swings territory so big when you um can you know drill the ball deep and find grass and then follow it up with a great kick chase. I don't know what Sibbo was trying to do there. <laughs> <laughs> Gets up and appeals to the ref, but yes, I'm not really sure what was going on there. Matter off the right foot step and offload. But three good kickers in there. Well, even Gutho can. Yes, Gutho's got a pretty handy um, a little short game at least, but um, having Reed as that flex option from dummy half for the long kicks is huge because it means that... Uh, the markers can't cheat too much on the last tackle, gunning for um, Moses or or Dylan. Oh, Penny. And this one comes back, yeah. Wong is not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not happy about that call. Oh. He was going to go solo under the post. Yeah, he, he was going <laughs> to the house, he reckons. It was the right idea from Penny. He got, you know, he's good at... He's quite actually deceptively dangerous at getting cross field like that and sucking in guys because he's got good speed for a big man. But geez, that pass just needed to be on the mark. 
Oh, <laughs> He's still, still not oh. happy about it. <laughs> oh, Wonga knows he, he has meat pie coming. Got denied a meat pie of you know ten minutes to go. Not happy. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. I mean, he knows how to connect too. He's knocked a few players down for his arm sort of reads. As we see, oh, Penny making a good tackle there. Is that squat in the center of gravity? Yes. Yep. Stoney coming taking. Yeah, taking names and kicking ass. As we see, Moses combined with Madison for a good yeah. tackle. Yep. I was about to say, on for whatever reason, Moses really likes to defend against half. Yes. As um good cover slide here. Dill Dill Brown, it's not missed the, the work that he does. No, exactly. That sort of stuff is not missed by the coaches. And especially when they do the video review. You see those guys pushing across from the inside to make up the numbers because that's how that defensive structure works. That's what allows Jennings to, you know, push up and hunt for that um, option inside because he's going to trust Dylan Brown and company to come across and make the cover. And I credit to Maker here too. He does a good job. Um, fluid hips here to get around and um, make sure he keeps marking up with uh, with his opposite there. It's about that. We're going to be straight into four o'clock. Yeah, getting into the – yeah, almost segues perfectly into the last two games for us. A good run from it's one. It's strange they had um, – given that it's winter – Four o'clock and the six o'clock. Yes, I, I agree. Do you think there would be the two o'clock, four o'clock split? But no, he went for the evening time. I suppose it must be a ratings thing for Fox. Well, having said that, I don't think we remarked, but the highest rated. Yes, back to 2014. So um, absolutely dominated uh, the previous. You see Guffo having another great touch. Wong has sort of reset and play here. The right option, I believe, as he goes back in field, not forcing the pass. So that's a um, bit of, bit of um, sort of good footy play there. Yeah, I, I think there might be a reason they haven't released the additional numbers yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, as much as we would like to have a huge cut into the American market, it's not a feasible thing. As Reed gets yeah, I um, think I put it up on our uh, Packers Discord, and I got one reply saying it's too early in the morning. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> we get up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we get up for you bastards to watch your game. Um, yes, the the pains of a an Aussie NFL fan having to get up early. And at times, if it's Eastern Seaboard in America, you've got to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes with the daylight saving splits. As Dylan gets a big double. over in London. Yes, so, and then uh, you got, yeah, you get the more than a handful of London games now. So there's um, some crazy time schedules for NFL games as an Aussie supporter. As we see, um, Parramatta just holding firm. Oh, I mean. Oh. Oh, I mean, he did a good job getting Carrigan squared up and then Stoney just swarms in with Murata, but goodness. <laughs> and Stone. Yeah, and Tacker too, credit as well. That's um just pure one-to-one hustle right there, forcing, uh, I was about to say Cronk, but um, it's certainly not Cooper. The Broncos wished it was Cooper Cronk. Uh, but uh, yeah, forcing the error there. The, sort of the misread, as it were. And the man that made the tackle gets, gets whacked after. Yeah, for his efforts, <laughs> comes in, has a run, gets whacked. Good run from Murata as the Eels look to just pour on the pressure. 
the variation with Terrapo. Yeah, and I, I mean, the Eels have always had some good ballpoint forwards, but it seems to have been, alongside the defence, a focus on getting these guys to be as clean in distributing the ball as they can be in front of a line. Because um, we've, back to yeah, we've seen um, um, Terrapo and Junior both play big roles in that game to them as we watch this replay. Oh, oh, that was forward. That was just a little bit forward. Stoney sort of getting caught pumping and then going for the pass. He's not a natural hooker. <laughs> no, but to his credit, the part, I mean, if you harken back to oh, when Guffo <laughs> wore a shot here, he gets up and he's not in a good, good place here. But if you harken back to his debut against the Storm, Stoney really struggled out of dummy half in that game. A lot of um skipped passes and whatnot. In this game, he... um, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, um Yeah, the passes weren't pristine, but they found the man. Oh, that's a big hit. Be couldn't worth couldn't your, uh, favorite player at the moment. Yeah, uh, good news as as it were. But um, uh, yeah, Guff. That's why he was in a bit of pain. Yeah, that's one right up under. Yeah. Um, if you've ever been um, either like a kick charge down or a tackle, and Stony there forcing the error, and he's got the carry on as well. I love it. Oh, I love it. So Stone moving into the specials dummy half roll here for he put on ice for the last five minutes, which I, I actually don't mind because, you know, giving him a little bit more game experience as that emergency dummy half is a good thing. Again, another variation there. Moses running it set up for that. Yep. Yeah, lots of um, really – this is a game that you went through and if you had the um, like the front on, back on, top sort of views, it would be a really cool game to splice up, seeing what the Parramatta threw at the Broncos – because there was um, so many different um, looks, so many different variations. Coaches review tape. Yes. Oh, that his chink is just so good. Left foot, right foot. Couldn't get away for that time because the Broncos managed to bring him down. But such a threat of the ball. Kick there. Yep. Set it up. That is um death by a thousand cuts right there. So how many forced dropouts did we get? Give me two secs. I'll jump on and see the team stats. There seemed to be about three, three or four. Four dropouts ended up being five to one. So the That's Eels fine. really controlling the game through that uh, stat there. As you can see, this game gets the tongue out. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely an area that, uh, A, I think Mitchell Moses grew tremendously in last year, and B, the uh, arrival of both Reed Money and Dylan Brown really complemented that aspect of the game um, because they both got very nice kicking games. <sighs> and I, I think that uh, this sort of game from Stone really puts him in the box seat to you know contend for that utility spot. Lovely, That's man. beautiful. That's just yeah. <laughs> you can tell he wanted it badly. <laughs> Oh, 100th game, gets his try, beautiful stuff. Um, a very popular figure among the, the playing group, if you watch on social media and um, through the, the, the team media as well, Wonga Blake is absolutely, I think, adored by most of the, most all of his teammates. So um, obviously a, a very good teammate, very good um, bloke to be around. As we see Moses play to the line, short to Madison on that inline, who just left arm around the corner offload. That's very hard to stop. 
Yeah, yeah like the celebration from Fergo as well. Yeah. Jesus. Who the fuck's mowing up for? <laughs> Wonga loves it. Uh. <laughs> the kiss the Fergo as well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that on the uh, social distancing. Yeah, the social distancing regulations right there. A little peck on the cheek. Uh, yeah. And again, if they're inside the bubble. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's right. If they're if they're all inside the bubble, then I suppose they can um they can uh, have the odd peck on the cheek and whatnot. It's okay. But um yes, one uh, a player that I was a little bit trepidatious about signing, as we've talked about before on the podcast, um, when he came across from Penrith, but. Barring that one injury he had at the back end of last year, which, you know, you can't really account for that sort of injury, but he's been um, nothing short of superb for us. Um, real, real good pickup out wide, incredible athleticism, and as we just mentioned, it seems to be a real integral part of that uh, off-the-field and on-the-field culture of, of this this team being so closely knit. As um, Moses talks to himself en route to slot in another conversion, there we go. I reckon um uh, yeah who who do you reckon's the best golfer amongst the paramaterial paramaterials playing group? Oh here we are. I had a cold bit of a cold throughout the week and just got my uh, swab test back negative. Negative, yeah. you beauty. Yeah, my brother's uh, gonna have to get a test. Unfortunately, well potentially he's a roommate. Or flatmate uh, came out. I feel like Simpsons is getting his COVID test back soon, so we'll find out whether he needs to go and get a test as well. Though I dare say, if his roommate comes out positive, he's probably going to be end up being positive too. That's good news for the Hamish household, though. So congratulations. Yeah, well, I work from I work from. Well, I've been for the house, but yeah, for a run it. So thirty seconds on the clock, the Eels have a chance to run it out. Last possession. As we see Murata first hit up Moses holding it up with um, a bit of um flair there before Wanga gets a bit of space. So um, who's the uh the Penrith disc card that we're gonna sign this year, um Hamish? We've um we've gone through Wanga and Reg in the last couple of seasons. Who's um contract really? we're gonna gonna inherit this year? <laughs> and uh that'll do us there as Gufferson gets up, a cheeky little little stab step there. Now I'm going to kick it out full time. 34-6, Parramatta Eels, too good. Yeah, and interestingly, we'll get to this in the um, the actual review pod, but ran for an extra, what was it, 200 metres or so than we did in the... Yeah, so. which is great. Like, yes, the, um, the actual raw numbers were even more impressive in this game than they were in the Bank West demolition job in round one of the finals last year. Unrepeatable performance. Yeah, un- unsustainable. <laughs> so as the um, as the critics were liking to call out between both that uh, last year and then our start to the season about dominating possession. But yeah, so Eels end up uh, starting 3-0, which is the first time since 2003? 1993. So I was 10 years too far ahead. And, uh, and the stat that you're going to see paraded around a lot is that I think amongst the Eels' four premierships that they won – Three times they started three and zero, so you expect to see those yeah, sort of um, on the other side of that. Yeah, they miss the finals if they start three. <laughs> yeah, so 
expect all sorts of um, goofy trivia from the uh, the media as they look to really ride that wave of momentum that the Eels are generating on the field. But yeah, I mean, can't ask for a better start to the year, can't you, Hamish? No, not at all. Three wins, three games, three wins. And um, you know, and really building on each victory as well. So going to come back um, against Manly and see what they got next week, and then after that they'll have Nathan Brown back and knock on wood be full strength moving forwards. And and really building a style. There, just that attrition in the middle of the field, and they've got a forward pack to do it. I thought back in 2017, it was probably a bit of a false dawn. With yes, the, I, the older I agree. That we had, but but with the forwards that we've got, they're either young or they're experienced. Like you know, Reg and Junior have been for a while. They're 27, 28, really getting to that mould where they're they're playing their best footy. And then Kane and and Terrapo have been around for an age, and then Madison and Laney a little bit younger, but still experienced. And you've got someone like Oregon Kafusi looking to kick down the door as well. So there's a little bit of um, quality depth at play as well, which is going to be huge down the stretch. So um, exciting times in Parramatta. And um, we've got a, a real tough stretch coming up, as we alluded to during the cast. Um, five games that are really going to let the, the team know where they're at as far as being um, heavy, heavyweights earlier on the season. But um, it's going to be very exciting to cover it. So you know, stay tuned and, and catch all the coverage with us on the Parrot Podcast. Catch you then. Catch you, boys. Thank you.